0: the law office of Michael Cohen yeah sure look I want to open a home equity line but I needed to be very discreet can you do that you can do that for me this is very important work I mean of the utmost importance I mean presidential <laughs> hold on one second someone is knocking at the door Uh, Becky, can you get the door? FBI! FBI! Open up! Get on the floor! Everybody get on the floor! We're taking everything! We're taking all your papers! Nobody move! Nobody move! What's going on here, guy? Nobody move! Sit down! Get on the floor! Get on the floor! Uh, wait till president... Uh, 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 uh. You don't have to treat me like this, sir! (laughs) You can uncuff me! Leave me alone! Why are you going through my things? This is confidential, privileged information. Why are you? Why are you? Shut up! Shut up! Get on the ground! Oh my God, Donald! What's up? What's up? How's everybody doing? Hope everybody's doing well. This is another episode. Of the wonderful and amazing brothers-in-law podcast, as always, is your boy Jesse McCoy, and I'm here with the world's leading legal humorist, Sean Carter. How you doing, man?
1: Man, doing doing very well, man. Just uh, trying trying to stay out the Waffle House.
0: <laughs> hey, man, it's not it's not safe to be in Waffle House in the past mm-hmm. 24 hours, man. It's not safe. So for for those people who have been uh, living on the rock, uh, under a rock or haven't been watching television, um, as you may know, there is a there there was a domestic terrorist on the loose, and I use that term lightly because the media doesn't seem to want to use that. But um, there was basically a random white guy with an assault rifle who happened to go into a, a, a waffle house in uh, I think it's Antioch, uh, Tennessee and ended up shooting everybody and it just coincidentally ended up being all minorities that got shot um
1: exactly i'm sure that's totally a coincidence right
0: <laughs> right absolutely i mean that seems to be what the police
1: think it is well no absolutely and let's just uh, just, just spend a second to you know just just sort of pay our, our respects to Torian Sanderlin uh, this brother was 29 years old a Waffle House employee uh, was shot as he stood outside as uh, the gunmen came in uh, Joe R. Perez um, was a w- w- restaurant patron there De Ebony Groves this sister was 21 just about to graduate from college all right mm-hmm. delta sigma theta sorority was um a basketball player uh played, played on the basketball team at belmont university just a wonderful wonderful young woman gone and then we have akila da silva uh 23 year old brother who was uh, a rapper and went by the name of natrix well, not matrix mm-hmm. but natrix, passionate about music. I'm um, a student, by the way, studying musical engineering at Middle Tennessee State University. Uh, so we're talking about, you know, some... some Anybody would be tragic, tragic, tragic obviously, but but we also lost some fine young people as well.
0: We did. and And so one of the things that this has brought back up, of course, is the age-old gun debate with everybody still trying to figure out what, if anything, uh, is our government going to do about guns? And in particular with this situation, it's very interesting because uh, now all of this backstory is coming out uh, about the suspect and about how he has already been hemmed up before by Secret Service who took his guns and gave his guns to his father, and his father apparently returned the guns right back to him.
1: Now, here's the amazing thing, though, is the cops... Gave the father the guns back. Now let's imagine, oh, I don't know, you or me had been caught in an unstricted, restricted area near the White House, the White what? House, with a gun. Assuming we ever got out of Guantanamo, ever.
0: <laughs>
1: I can't imagine someone just handing, you know, your brother, my my, my my pops, you know, my my son, the gun, and be like, hey, you know what? Just keep this away from your daddy. And here's what kills me about this is, cops. Who seem to be so deathly afraid of any black man holding a cell phone, a, a shower head, you know, his wallet, anything, have no problem with handing AR 15s to white boys with mental illness.
0: No problem whatsoever, man. But, but the no thing about like, they're
1: the ones most likely to be shot. Why are they scared of us?
0: <sighs> if I had the answer to that question, man, I'd be rich. I'd be rich because I'm sure I could teach a class and get everybody to remove uh black from the from the intimidation vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Uh but unfortunately it just doesn't. I guess if if your name was Travis Jeffrey Reinking mm-hmm. uh, and you just had mental illness, I suppose that you are cleared to go out and have any kind of assault rifle that you want. Um But it's very interesting as far as how he went down, because this story to me is the classic story about black survival overcoming white supremacy. So for those who hadn't heard the the press conference, uh, James Shaw Jr. was a patron of Waffle House, who was in the restroom when the shooting starts, and he found uh, the little revolving door. So for anyone who's familiar with Waffle House, there's always a revolving door, or more of a swinging door. Um, I would guess that leads to a janitor's closet. I don't know, but it's in every Waffle House. (laughs) It's pretty much standard issue. So he gets behind that swinging door, and while behind the swinging door, uh, in walks Mr. Ryan King with the assault rifle, and Mr. Ryan King lets off some shots, one of which grazes uh, Mr. Shaw on the hand. And uh, Mr. Shaw, after being grazed, came to a faithful decision that every black person has put themselves in when they weren't involved in these situations, and it's all about what you would have done when you were Mm -hmm. in the situation, Uh, Mr. Shaw took this as an opportunity to say if I'm going to die tonight, I'm not going to let him have it easy. So what he did was he waited until he heard Mr. Ryan King reloading the assault rifle. Uh, Mr. Ryan King was reloading Mr. Shaw charged out the door, hit him with the door, and next thing we know, uh, Mr. Shaw is very, very, uh, his, his version is very benign as to what happened, but he says that he was able to take the assault rifle away from Mr. Ryan King, throw it over the counter, and somehow maneuver Mr. Ryan King outside of the Waffle House. Now, for anybody who kind of was struggling like me with details, I view it as, he beat that dude's ass, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he took the assault rifle, threw it over, and I think, you know, like you brought up, a very good reason is if the police happen to have shown up, uh, you did not want to be the black dude with the assault rifle. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, uh, white guy. Up. Well, I, but Great. let me tell you how messed up that is. Remember, we just had a
1: day and a half manhunt for this guy. Finally found him as of Monday afterno- afternoon. afternoon. But we had a day and a half where hundreds of officers are out there looking for this fool, by the way, with no clothes on. Uh, he shows up at the Waffle House with, they say, a green jacket, and they say nothing else on. I hope he had drawers on. I don't know if he was Donald Ducking it. I, I don't know. But but I do know this, is that brother could have held him at gunpoint, but the brother's smart enough to know you can't have the police show up and you got a gun on a white boy. Like, that ain't going to work at all. So he throw the gun away like it's hot potato, right? As soon as he gets it, he's like, I got to get rid of this gun. And then the white guy, you know, is is, is able to run off.
0: Well, he, he gets the white guy outside. So this is the crucial detail that Mr. Shaw, in being modest, has left out. But I was just thinking to myself, well, this is a grown man. So how does one grown man get another grown man outside of a building that they've so violently entered? Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I can think of is you beat somebody down and dragged them outside <laughs> of the building. Uh, and so he, he in my version, he dragged him out of the building, and once he got him outside of the building, uh, he realized it was a clear path for him to run off, and the, the uh, white guy, Mr. Ryan King, decided it was time for him to go too, and he got up and hobbled off. And I thought to myself, well, why would he be hobbling? I mean, he was the one that was doing the shooting, there would All be right. no reason for him to be hobbling, unless. He got that ass whooped. That's fine. Oh, whatever. Oh, <laughs> brother,
1: you know, I had a press conference today, and the brother's been really trying to downplay it. So he was like, Look, I grabbed the gun with one hand. By the way, I guess I didn't know this about an AR-15, but after you've done shot off, you know, dozens of rounds in a second, uh, the barrel's hot. So he That's grabs right. this barrel with his bare hands, which is why he has the burned hand now. Alright, let it burn all sizzle through his hand. Man, Superman, superhero. Alright, then he, gets, he grabs with one hand, and with the other hand, he says, I think I was punching him in the face. I know you were punching him in the face. <laughs> F- think about it. For him to let go of his AR-15, you must have been punching him pretty good in the face, too. Alright? So he grabs the gun in one hand, starts punching the dude with the other hand. He finally grabs the gun away from him. Um, you know, you right. I'm not sure how he got him outside. Um, I know if I was him, I would have run outside. Wouldn't have been, it would have been hard to get me outside once you got my gun. Um, and you'd have been <laughs> punching me in the face. Um, and, and, and the best part is one story where Shaw, Mr. Shaw, I'm gonna call him Mr. Shaw, but you keep calling other dude his last name. I'm not giving that fool name. It's a white boy. But, but Mr. <laughs> Shaw is, is, is talking about how <laughs> the, 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 the white boy starts yelling at him. Like, mm-hmm. like he was in the wrong you just t- took my gun, and uh <laughs> you know this is an interesting case um we talked about earlier about about you know what this says about you know our gun s- situation, which you know seems absurd to me but but also um you know how long do you think it's gonna be before they come to the conclusion that all the victims were people of color that i I bet you we find some stuff on this guy's web page. You know, some, some Trump stuff, some some white nationalist stuff. How long do you think it's going to take for him to admit that it's an act of terror? Oh,
0: oh, I'm sorry. Did we admit the guy in Vegas was an act of terror yet? No, but wow. we did admit the guy
1: in, in in Austin. So we got a little progress, remember? The okay. guy who was okay. leaving the bombs. It took about three weeks, but eventually the police chief came back and said, oh, yeah, I guess it is terrorism when the whole town is scared to, to get the Amazon packages.
0: Yeah, but he went through the extreme measure of blowing up like five families. So, (laughs) you know, I I think that's, you know, that that commanded a response. This guy, he's he's still a lone wolf, right? He's as far as as we know, he's acting alone. Oh, Oh,
1: and let's be clear. Guess what? They took him alive. Absolutely. And by the way, here's the thing. Let's be clear. Both of us want the cops to take people alive. We just want them to take black people alive, too. We're like not going to take everybody alive, all right? That's the way the system should, should should work. But it's funny how only some of us can get to be taken alive. You shoot five or four people in a Waffle House, we get you taken alive. You shoot 17 people at a, at a high school, um, but if you have a cell phone in your, in your hand in your grandma's backyard, uh, you're not making it.
0: Or even worse, if you go to Waffle House in Alabama mm.
1: and
0: you don't leave at the exact moment that the police officer thinks that you should, uh, apparently... They have a right to enforce some kind of excessive force against you there, too.
1: Well, and let, let's talk about the, that case. Make sure we get the sister's name there. Do you have a sister's name? Let me pull this up. Uh, let's, let's look at this up. But the Alabama Waffle House, we had a situation over the weekend. Now, the way it started was the sister's there late at night, and they charge her extra for silverware. Not silverware, for plasticware. I think it's 50 cents or something.
0: Crazy.
1: And she is upset. Now, remember, the rule for black people is... You can never express displeasure, surprise, or indignity in anything that happens to you. You know, that's the new rule. All right? You must take it and be simply, think, thank you for overcharging me. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. This sister didn't know the rule. And so, like you said, the police come, and all of a sudden, they're sitting there talking to her in the video we have here. And then they decided that it's time for her to go to jail. Because certainly, you know, the, the, the crime here, I guess, is, is complaining about a 50-cent overcharge. But, but, but she's not, um, you know, and this is the thing people always say. They say, well, you know, if you just cooperate, we have to be clear here. A free human being, all right, does not naturally cooperate about going to be confined in a cage. That's not the natural reaction. The natural right. reaction is to want some clarification, particularly when they haven't told you yet why you're going to be c- caged like an animal. The, the right. natural reaction is to kick and scream. I remember that nurse in um in Utah. I do.
0: Okay. Oh, please.
1: No, we're done. Hey, we're done, sir. I
0: had it hey stop, me, hey. You're me. stop.
1: stop. I've You're nothing It's amazing how nobody says she should have cooperated when they wanted to falsely arrest her for not taking the blood from 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 from, from the driving accident guy right? the, the passenger or the driver oh. it, it, it's interesting how people understood that oh my god, she would be afraid she'd be frightened yes because a normal human being does not want to be locked in a cage. But somehow black people, no, 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 we need to be accepted and say, hey, you know what? Just come take me away. Because that's where apparently I belong. Right. In a
0: cage. And and just for clarity, so sister's name was Shakisha Clemens. There we go. And Shakisha Clemens, uh, what, what made this uh even more disturbing is in the in the process of accosting her, which was already wrong, of course. The outfit she was wearing comes loose. I can't tell if the officer pulling it off oh. or if it just came off in the struggle. Uh, and so she's partially nude mm-hmm. while these officers, many of which don't have teeth, um, are. are <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get my shot in. Cause <laughs>
1: well, let, let's be clear. In. They definitely shouldn't have teeth even if they have them. All right? they, 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 they don't borrow time with teeth. But, no, no, but, but you're right, and my, so we got this, you know, sister, they done, you know, and, and by the way, this is not a, a closed, empty Waffle House, so there's other right. patrons there, even though we, they blurred out the video for us, it's not blurred out in real life. They got this woman in there, topless, you know, rolling around that nasty Waffle House floor, Man. okay, I'm choking her at one point, Absolutely. hands to the throat. In the
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Right, and and all for for fifty because I guess apparently she didn't move as fast as as, as, as she was supposed to. Or she was supposed to, I guess, you know, not say. Any, I'm not sure exactly what what, what she did. Um, and here's the thing about this: even if you are yelling and being a little boisterous, um, I, I love the fact how the police never think that de- we could deescalate a situation like that. Ooh. You know, the idea isn't okay, sister. You know what? And her girlfriend even said, "Let's go outside. Let's just be ended." Nope, too late.
0: Yep. and i think i remember the officer saying something about i heard you using the f word i heard you using the f word um as if that's the crime
1: oh because you know that's a capital offense uh oh sorry <laughs> if, if, if you black um then yeah you 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 might you might not i i don't know about you but uh, if, if i'm black around the cops i'm not using any f word frog um for <laughs> the number four or, or or the word um i i can't uh, it's one two the
0: Oh, five oh can't just say five F word
1: bam i'm i'm shot i see see i got i gotta practice one two three six um it's absolutely amazing um just how, how how ridiculous it is um yesterday there was a protest, so this happened Saturday night protest on Sunday, and I see a brother get arrested at the protest and it's the same kind of thing but this was weird because there's all bunch of people protesting and the cops go walk up to one guy now I gotta tell you there's a white guy in this video and I, I, you gotta go ch- check this out if you guys people have the internet check out uh, Waffle House protest arrest and you'll see a white guy trying to jump in you talk about being an ally he jumped in between the cop and the brother Um if you're white I appreciate it but don't do that uh, You Uh you lose whiteness at that very moment uh, so they they threw him down and stomped him up, and then wanted to arrest the brother, um, because apparently I think his his crime was he eyeballed the cop. Mm. You know you're not supposed to look at that white man directly. I don't know, well, not, not 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 1933, and apparently we we've gone back there.
0: Well, in, in all honesty, this is Alabama. So. Good point.
1: Ne- they never left. I don't know You're, they right. Never left. <laughs> You're right. They never left. I don't know what the brother was singing about. I don't know why, why he even had a phone, by the way. I don't know how he got a cell phone in, in 1933. Um, yeah, and, and, and so we've had a bad week at the Waffle House, but it wasn't any better the week before at Starbucks.
0: Yeah, so so the talker around the world, this is what I'm uh codenaming Crappuccino. Um, <laughs> so, so we have two black guys. That's it. We're, we're, I, I'm not going to try to uh, mystify them like the media has. Right. To say, Real estate moguls. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's two innocent black guys going to a Starbucks. Sounds like the beginning of a horrible joke, but it, it really it, it really did happen. Right. Two black guys going to a Starbucks. They're supposed to be meeting the third person for a business meeting which happens every day. I've had about three businesses. All of them started. That's Starbucks. Starbucks. Absolutely. And Because I'm starting a business and I'm using the capital or the money to be capital for the business, I'm not buying Starbucks. <laughs> so That's just the way it is. I'm not going to spend $10 on a coffee when that $10 can go to business cards. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyways, um, they go into a Starbucks and the story that we're told is that one of the guys wanted to use the restroom. So he approached the manager about getting uh, access to the restroom or the key to the restroom, whatnot. And the manager who was white and afraid, uh, the most important part of that is afraid. Oh no, uh, white,
1: that's that's close.
0: (laughs) Stated that the, the restrooms were only for paying customers, which is a very new policy. I don't know if it's regional um, it's certainly not here in North Carolina. <laughs> Here's what we found
1: out, is that it's certainly a policy that, that it varies all over the country. It, they don't post signs anywhere. But in certain areas, high traffic, inner city areas, areas where you might have homeless people, this is something that they will enforce selectively to prevent the homeless people from camping out in their bathrooms or whatever. Mm-hmm. So okay. they will use that policy if you have to buy something. And certainly if you're homeless, if you, think about it, if you could afford Starbucks, you can afford a home. Right. It's about the same price.
0: Right. Right. So, right.
1: So they don't ever <laughs> enforce that unless they think you're a homeless person. And like you said, it depends on so, you know, where you are in your suburb. You're never going to see it. Me either. But maybe if you were, you know, downtown Chicago, you, you might see that, that that policy selectively enforced with people who look the part or not look the part.
0: OK. All right. Well, be that as it may, she says, no, it's only for paying customers. Mm hmm. Now, the story I hear after that is, he said, okay, cool, and went back to sit down. Less than a minute after he went to sit down, this person, this manager, the white and afraid manager, Uh calls the police. And when she calls the police, all hell breaks loose because the police arrive, they want to remove these guys from Starbucks. The guys are confused and don't understand Why? why they're being asked to leave. Now, what makes this story unique is that We talked historically on this podcast about the concept of white validation and about how oftentimes there can be situations that are 50-50, but once the white person, the good white person comes in and vouches for, for you, then historically the trend has been to accept the white validation and now we no longer need police presence. So the video actually shows their friend who is white come and basically question the cops about what did they do? Um, what's going on, why do they have to leave, what do they do? And then numerous other patrons of Starbucks are saying they did absolutely nothing. Right. And you get video from all kinds of angles or whatnot. And you even hear in one of the videos, the white guy say, okay, that's fine. We can just go somewhere else. And the officers from the videos that I've seen, when they come in to approach the two black guys, they already are starting to move tables and chairs, Mm -hmm. Getting ready
1: for for the ruckus.
0: Right. And and you know, anybody who's been in these situations knows that chairs and tables only move when there's anticipation that <laughs> there's gonna be somebody getting choke slammed. Right. <laughs> or some serious physical altercation is going to occur. So um there's blame to go all around in this situation, but there's been a number of people who have expressed concern uh about the about both Starbucks and the police department. What I've heard from people who are um, (laughs) pro-caffeine, we're blowing this out of proportion. Starbucks, of course, isn't racist. The manager made a mistake. It was silly and she just needs to learn and be trained on how to understand and deal with processes, policies, yada, yada. Those of us who understand how racism works, understand that can't train away racism. You know, that then other people will say, Well, the officers once they arrive had the duty to arrest the guys for trespassing because trespassing is a capital offense. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's trespassing in a public place, no matter if everybody else in there right. is trespassing, it's 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 inherent upon them to leave the moment that somebody tells them to leave. And I've always, you know, retort with two problems. Number one Nobody told him to leave. Right. The girl called the police after telling him he couldn't use the bathroom.
1: Right. Let's be clear about that. Yeah. It wasn't like she said, you have to leave. He said, I'm not going to leave. I'm not getting out of here. And they even said, admit it, they don't call. They don't tell people that they're calling the police. By the way, this is a bizarre thing. They don't tell people they're calling the police. They're Mm -hmm. just going to wait for the police to get there. And there's one argument that one said, well, one manager said, "Well, the problem we don't call the police because last time we called the police, the person we called the police on got mad, chases around the store or whatever." But I bet you nine times out of ten, if you tell people you're calling the police, they leave. Right? Who's going to wait around for that? All right. Um, and, and, and 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 so then there's thing there. The second thing is, like you said, you know, how quickly. The question is this, because the way it's described, and here's the bad thing is, when the police chief described it, he said eight times we told them to leave, they wouldn't leave, they wouldn't leave. We finally had to do it we see the video and then the witnesses we find out that no 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 all they did was they said hey you have to leave they said hey we have a friend can we call him and at least let him know that we're not going to be here and they said it's time to go now you got you you know basically negro and that's not the word they would have used we told you to jump yeah. and yeah. and all we wanted to hear from you is how high and we wanted to hear that while your ass was still in midair all right. You jump first when we tell you to. So they didn't move quick enough and it was time to get them out of there. Now the brothers are amazing because this is obviously T'Challa and Barack Obama that got arrested.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> this ain't you and me. My well, buddy no, we were talking about this and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tell you, if, if, if this happens to me, um, get your video camera rolling. All right. So my family can get a settlement. <laughs> all right. Because I'm 50 years old and you ain't going to take me to jail. I ain't ever been to jail yet. You going to take me to jail now because I was waiting at Starbucks? Oh no 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 no! no. We gonna make the news. We gonna we gonna make international news. All right. We we gonna we gonna we gonna make a T-shirt for somebody. All right. I ain't going to jail because as a grown man. All right. Especially some fool who worked for me. Oh hell no. All right. And and these brothers were just calm. Like you know, like oh, yeah, it's Tuesday. This is what happens. They go to jail by the way. And just be clear about that. It's not like oh they just let them out. They don't get out till one in the morning. Right. I don't know about Absolutely. you, but I ain't spent twelve hours in a cage ever.
0: In Philadelphia jail at that. Thank show. you. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, you know. The, 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 this ain't. This isn't Scottsdale, Arizona, or you know, or <laughs> Asheville, North Carolina. All right. You know, this is jail, jail. Right. <laughs> this is where Joe. That thing, that's where Joe Frazier learned how to fight. That's jail, jail. <laughs> uh, uh, and the brothers are just expected. And by the way, to their credit, just and walked out like like this was Tuesday. Like if this happened every Tuesday. I'm like, man, you know, but the thing about it is you shouldn't have to be T'Challa or Barack Obama to be able to survive an encounter. And obviously you have to be because those cops were ready to go. Six of them. By the way, how'd it take six people to, to get you out on a trespassing charge? Not armed robbery,
0: trespassing. Ridiculous. Now, what's funny to me is out of all those police officers that came to remove these guys for trespassing, Nobody even issued a citation to Starbucks for highway robbery for the prices of their charges for their coffee. That's shocking to me. I thought police like coffee. I don't
1: understand. Well, that thing is, you know, the cops may like coffee, but they don't take their ass there. Uh, the ass is at Dunkin' Donuts or, uh, or McDonald's getting their coffee. McCafe. Exactly. Getting their McCafe and, and, and loving it. Da, 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 da. But but here's the thing that bothers me, you know, about that in a couple respects. All right. So the argument people have made is that well, it was trespassing, and now the police have to take you away. And there's two parts about that. One, it's trespassing only when you don't know you're no longer invited, because otherwise, then think about it. I invite you over to my house, Jesse. Then I go in. I call the police. They come in, and I say uh, it's trespassing. I never, I didn't ask him to leave, but he here now they were invited in as members of the public into this place to to, to be you know to be guilty of trespass and they have to overstay their welcome you have to ask them to leave for one secondly when the cops get there they have to you know the way an arrest has to be done under the 4th amendment is a cop has to have a reasonable was it a probable cause right. to believe a crime has been committed that the person had been had overstayed their welcome, had that stayed from you know um, you know required warnings, and and, and on the cop has to make that determination. And I was trying to explain to people earlier, the barista doesn't get to make that call. The barista doesn't get to say, hey, he's guilty of trespassing. No, 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 that's not how that works. The police have to determine that. They had six officers there who had an opportunity to determine, and for some reason, none of them have ever been to Starbucks. I guess the coffee's too expensive. i Have never understood that, 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 think about it. I saw, not only you talking about, you said how you had friends or you used to, um, you know, hang out there. I saw a guy set up his business. He had not a laptop on the table, a desktop. Oh, wow. Well, big old monitor with a printer all right people set up shop in in starbucks and these brothers can't wait two minutes for their friend to arrive
0: yeah that's how it goes man i don't know what kind of stuff is apparently going on in philadelphia but
1: the mayor was like oh this is horrible it's racial profiling, et cetera." and i'm like wait a minute hey, don't you don't isn't the, isn't the police chief you're higher isn't that your boy don't you have some control he act like he was he, he was the mayor of, of uh... cincinnati like he had no control over it at all <laughs> The police chief in Philadelphia—I mean, um, let's get his name. It's um, uh, uh, Comey the, the, the Coon. That's it. Um, no, I don't think I got, got, got it wrong. It's something Coon. No, this brother came out and, and and said, you know, they wouldn't leave. Then he turned the story around. So oh, no, I owe them an apology. I'm going to apologize. My cops though were still right to arrest him, but I was wrong to mischaracterize them So now he had thrown every brother off the, under the bus, both him and. Uh, the, right. But trying to save these cops right? because, you know, they are sacrosanct. And then, of course, and you mentioned earlier, and you want you to get back to it. Starbucks comes in and they have to now answer to
0: the music. So and and you get mixed public reviews on that. So Starbucks uh, is held to varying levels of liability based on what side of the line of racism that you're on. All <laughs> uh, right. Racists will say, why are we giving Starbucks such a hard time? I mean, if they want you out of the building, they want (laughs) you out of the building. Case closed. And they could have done this to anybody. Race doesn't in the factory because they don't see color. (laughs) 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 But everybody else uh, (laughs) would say, right, well, you know, obviously this is an issue that Starbucks needs to rectify. Now, Here's my issue with the two brothers that got arrested. Okay. My issue with the two brothers that got arrested was they've been really cool towards Starbucks about how they want to handle it. They mm. met with the CEO. They're talking about policies that can be changed. I if this were me, I don't care about your policies. I don't care about the meeting. Sign the check, put as many zeroes in there, make sure that I'm straight for the rest of my life and as a matter of fact I'm probably going to ask for a wooden card to get free Starbucks for the rest of my life in addition to all the money and the house that you're going to buy for me well,
1: well that's the thing is, here's what I love about these brothers these brothers don't seem to for real estate guys don't seem to have great negotiating skills because <laughs> I would have gone on TV and said hey in America now that you listen to me I want a nationwide boycott unless Starbucks hands me 10 million dollars by, by noon right Right? Give right. me my money first. All right. We're going to deal with this other institutional stuff later because you ain't going to fix that. So let me at least get my money. And I have no problem with the brothers getting their money. Now, maybe the brothers realize what you and I both know. um There ain't going to be no boycott of Starbucks as long as uh, pumpkin spice latte season is coming up.
0: Right, right. Now, I, I was shocked. You would be surprised on Facebook the number of friends, friends that I thought were woke and down with the movement who the first thing they did when this story broke was take pictures of them sipping down Caramel Macchiato. Oh, man. (laughs) in their mouth, super close up on the frame, all because they were like, well, this ain't Starbucks' fault. We can't all hate. It was the NFL protest all over (laughs)
1: again. You're right. I I saw a brother get on and was just like, you know what? I have worked personally with Starbucks. They're an important company. And I was like, do you own stock in them? is that what it is because i don't get how like you know the the idea that you know i don't care who you are i don't care if it's my mama all right you get some brothers arrested and call six cops on them um we got a problem i got a problem with you all right Right. because that you know that that gets deadly real quickly if they're not the right brothers um and, and 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 so now starbucks decided that eventually whatever reason starbucks stepped out in front of it guy you know CEO came on, start crying on TV. I, I, I thought we had a better thing than this and decided they're gonna do some diversity training. Now let me give some disclosure. Um I I make a pretty handsome living sometimes doing diversity training. Uh I think it's a wonderful thing and the most beautiful thing that ever happened in the world. It's effective all the time, uh, except for the ninety nine percent of the time it's not. All right. So I'm not <laughs> gonna you know, I'm not gonna say anything about diversity training. I am going to suggest that uh, the three hours that they're doing it what May twenty ninth? might not fix all the racism in America. There might be a little smidge of racism still left on May 30th. <laughs> not much, just a smidge. Maybe 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 yeah, not 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 a Vente a not, not a Grande but maybe a Vente. Uh, uh, just a little bit. <laughs>
0: But at least it'll only be lodged at those other stores that remain open during the training period. Well,
1: here's the thing was, <laughs> they're closing all the stores. And I love how they were able to play this. You, I mean, you think though, by the way, that Starbucks was run by a bunch of seven year olds. They were like, they're trying. They're doing the best they can. I'm like, right. this is, a, you right. don't get that excuse when you're, when you're a 60 year old billionaire. You don't get to be like, oh, I'm doing the best I can. But, but, but the other thing that was weird to me was, it was like, they're going to have the store closed. I'm like, yeah, in the afternoon. You know who's right. in Starbucks in the afternoon? You. The people who be set up shop and ain't doing, ain't bought nothing there. The people who they make most of their money in the morning, and in the late afternoon at rush, you know, after school and after work. Oh. So they're not losing so so much. And I did the math on it. It's basically the equivalent of a normal person, an average person in America, losing about twenty dollars.
0: Hey, but it's twenty whole dollars. That's that's twenty dollars that could have been applied elsewhere that they're serving just for the colored (laughs) cause.
1: Well, let's talk about you know what the what what, what, because we talked about how there's sort of two ways to handle this situation. We understand that there's implicit bias, and you can kind of handle it from a standpoint that says we try to work on the implicit bias. We try to decrease the bias people have. They are going to have some, but we try to we do this training. And the second option is to say no, no, no. We can't trust that people will necessarily change, so we don't change the people. We change our procedures. And right. Starbucks did some of that. One of the things they said is from now on everybody can use the bathroom. I don't care who you are. Come on in here and fuck it up all you want. All right, enjoy yourself in our bathroom that way we don't have a problem with now the manager trying to figure out who's a real customer and who's a homeless derelict right because that's always going to turn into a race battle we'll just simply say everybody gets to use the bathroom so that's a procedural thing you can do which seems to make sense versus this idea of kind of we'll fix racism in three hours with a video
0: well you know that's That's been proven effective. I mean, police have been <laughs> watching videos on racism <laughs> since the beginning of time. Well, well that's and, the best part is they should be
1: closing the police force down on May 29th for three hours.
0: <laughs> they should be closing America down on
1: May twenty. Well, you know, the funny thing is we always say that, and this is the thing that absolutely cracks me up about the police, but we saw that that was not the case. The police were out of commission in Florida. Uh, it was at Miami, in Houston when they had those big floods. Mm-hmm. What happened? People actually start being the police themselves, taking care of each other. Right? You get each other's boats together, right? It's amazing how people act like, oh, you know, the police are, are this. And that's not, I think why why white people are allowing the police to do everything. They think the police are this fine line between them and what I call the Negro apocalypse. <laughs> I'm absolutely convinced that 90% of the white people are absolutely convinced that if the cops took one moment off duty, if they were on strike for an hour, for that three-hour training, right, every black person would do the thing that they think all of us want to do, because they're absolutely convinced, even you and I, Jesse Lawyers, we can't wait. Our goal, our desire in life is to go find a white family, kill the husband, and, and, and have sex with this woman. We're absolutely convinced of it all right and therefore the police are are, are are their savior to them because they save them every day from the negro apocalypse that would just be around the corner if, if the cops weren't gone and let me just tell you help if you're a white guy out there um i, I don't want to kill you i really don't it's too much effort i really don't have any time for that all right plus i want to sell you stuff because if you're listening now you probably can hire me for a speech I i, I like you white people
0: I got my own woman at home.
1: I don't don't need another one. All right? Really got one. uh, I think we found out one is more than enough sometimes. All right? One is more than enough. All right? Um, You're fine.
0: We're good. But but if they don't hire you for a speech, they are not allowed to use the restroom facility. That's
1: That's true. You can't use the restroom. But this idea, I think, that's amazing where, you know, the cops are afforded all of this leeway because there's an an inherent fear that the world would end. All right. As we know it. And so, you know, they're more than happy to do anything to sort of, you know, keep us in line to, to, to forestall uh, the, the Negro apocalypse. That's 400 years in the making. But but, but that's, really expected.
0: That's a very interesting theory, because when you describe all the things that they're afraid of us doing, I can't help but think it sounds like that's happened here before. Sounds, sounds like, sounds like that's something that well you, you're now. absolutely right but 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 what what part
1: are we missing here it we we had a situation where right the men were killed and the women were raped but women the, the, I'm getting it backwards women who who who's doing the killing and raping I want to get that right yeah i
0: I feel like um I feel like there's levels to this race <laughs> because I was shocked to learn. That all racists don't even have a uniform platform. They they have beef amongst racial groups. So <laughs>
1: I mean amongst like race, right? Like, I'm racist, racist. Right, racists, right? white racists.
0: So they don't even have a uniform idea. And it's funny because they always talk about, you know, the first thing that comes out of a racist mouth: is, "What about Chicago? Like, what <laughs> about black on black crime?" But it's white on white crime going on too, and it's white on white crime going on specifically in the white supremacist community. I think. This alt-right thing has created uh, a whole nother stratification for white supremacy. So I think that there are, you know, what we would consider to be old school races your Klansmen, your neo-Nazis, uh, the people that are kind of on the ground level, who folks expect them to go out and do things in the name of the white race that are ignorant and violent and crude. But there's also a more affluent alt-right person right. who doesn't necessarily condemn the actions that they take, but they don't necessarily support it either because it's bad for their branding. Right, right. They're like, no, you know, I'm sophisticated. I'm a, a aristocracy. I, I, I don't deal with those kinds of things. I don't do burn crosses. No. You know, I'd rather just not hire black people. <laughs> like that kind of racism. And then you have the people who are in high positions who say things like, um, who reference things like folks breeding, um, <laughs> uh, who, who reference dog whistle politics to influence both groups of people to conduct additional work on the white supremacist front. And they do it with such impunity because it's not like, you know, even, even amongst Republicans, like now we're coming up on some elections and you see that they'll distance themselves I guess in talk right. from President Trump, but not really in practice, you know what I'm saying? Like they really support what it is that he's doing, they just don't want to be vocal about it uh, in case people decided they don't want to support Trump anymore. So it's, it's very interesting, this stratification of white supremacy and trying to figure out how to navigate. Uh, well, and then
1: how- I think there's a third class, right?
0: Which okay. are people
1: who are not, are, are what I call, you know, uh, uh, unconsciously white supremacists. And here's what I mean by this. It's not that they have an animus towards black people or even a particular love for white people. Because it, it's turning out that white people don't really like each other that much either. Okay. Yeah. But here's what it is, though, is that they have an underlying belief in, 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 in white supremacy. And the idea that things should be better for white people. So a perfect example is, if you look at employment statistics... And Trump was on TV the other day bragging about how black unemployment was at a record low. Mm-hmm. Now the black unemployment rate is still twice the un- white unemployment rate, but that was that's that's accepted. That's expected. Of course, it would be. And and for them, if you ask, if you mention to them and say, hey, that would be a problem, they would be like, no, no, that's not a problem, because it's expected at all times that it should, life should be better for white people than black people. Mm-hmm. And, and, as, and as a result it's not unanimous it's not like they hate black people because quite frankly they're not really thinking about us one way or the other it's just an implicit assu- assumption so if you say to them this is wrong they'll be like what do you mean what, what's wrong this is how the market works white people are always going to be ahead a- and the fact that white people are always ahead should give you a hint that maybe it's, it's rigged maybe it's not fair but in their minds no no it's perfectly fair because if we did uh, by merit white people would all likely come out on top because we're superior Mm. And, and like I said, it's, it's not an animus, it's not a hatred. It's just a natural assumption that white is superior always.
0: So is is that the same motivation for folks like Abby Fisher, who was upset with the what the nine black people <laughs> that got into law school, when she didn't get in, but well, it's a hundred white people.
1: <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, absolutely. It's 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 part of the same thing. It's funny thing that that's growing this um, opioid addiction. Mm-hmm. and also the response to it so part of the opioid addiction is that we have now it's funny they call it deaths of despair and for years black people have been killing themselves with drugs alcohol etc not a big deal but now the white rate of deaths of despair is almost as high as the black rate Right. and now it's an issue now here's the weird part the black rate is still slightly higher but it's an issue now because it's never supposed to be equal between blacks and whites and so even on the bottom rung, when he gets to there, it's like, "Well, we got to fix this. We're, we're almost dying like black people. It's almost as bad for us as it is for them. Now we got to fix this because the inherent assumption always is that it should be superior for white people. That's the definition of, of white supremacy and superiority. It's not people running around with tiki torches, and those guys live in the, with, with with their with you know in their parents' basement. They know they're losers." <laughs> that's why they're mad, all right, because <laughs> they they haven't got late ever all right that's why they're mad, all right, <laughs> but the guys who, the, the real problem is that that big, and I think it's a majority of the American people even and I mean even liberal people to some extent, when Trump says the you know the unemployment rate is lowest for blacks, the white reporter the liberal white right reporter will go check it because he lies all the time. And when they find the numbers correct, they're more than happy with it. It never occurs to them that, wait a minute, it's still twice the white rate. This should be a problem. Because in their minds, it's expected. Even, like I said, even for liberal people, it's expected that that white is superior, that whites should always do better and so you know we, we have to deal with that young and 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 talk to people about that and let's then segue to people who are um getting it backwards with young people and that is um the university of syracuse
0: so the university of syracuse has their uh theta ta uh fraternity uh who is caught on camera we don't know who snitched but whoever did uh congratulations to you. Um, But they were caught on camera making all kinds of oaths to uphold racism and white supremacy. Uh, Also a sexual assault of a uh, handicapped person or at least the emulation of a sexual assault of a handicapped person and all kinds of ridiculous stuff that I'm sure, I mean, well I'm not sure, but I wouldn't think people join fraternities and sororities for this purpose, but then again, I mean, who knows? uh So apparently, Theta Tau is the junior branch of the Knights of the Ku Klux
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the farm uh, league, right? They're getting them ready. They're getting them ready. Right. <laughs> now, now, here's the thing about these: these are kids at Syracuse, fine university, right? They're they're probably you know smart kids. The, and I here's the thing: is they said their defense is is that we didn't mean it; it was just a joke. We understand in hindsight how this joke didn't look so good. Maybe we shouldn't have videotaped the joke. I think is what they're thinking. All right, we shouldn't have videotaped this 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 so much. But here's the thing about it, though: is you could tell that even at that age, there's a callousness to it. Also, I can't imagine they had a lot of brothers and Latinos and others in that fraternity um, that that um, that that would have gone down with. So they're already segregated at 18 and 19 years old. Hmm. At at a university, and their expectation of life is absolutely, this is supposed to be an old white boys club. Always. And they're getting trained at 18 and 19, you know, to keep it going. Because even if they didn't have any animus or, you know, any ill intent meant, you know, it's a joke that obviously you don't tell with uh, people of color in the room.
0: Obviously. Obviously. And and what's even more uh, noteworthy is that the students of the school came together to protest once these videos were released by the school paper. (laughs) And when they came together to protest and they were passing the bullhorn around, I think I may have counted two black students who who are participants at this
1: protest. Now, let's be fair. It's upstate New York in in early April. It might have been too cold. All right, it might have been under under 70. You know we ain't going out under 70. All right, come on, brother.
0: <laughs> well, I'll say this. I didn't see Carmelo there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure Lala was there somewhere. Um, um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting how, man, you know, we talk about every week about the cops and whatever, and still we see that it's not naturally getting better. We keep saying, oh, next generation, next generation next generation um i'm convinced that remember we had the waffle house shooter that guy wasn't 65 that's that's a 19 year old kid right um the the guy who, who who shot the people at the waffle house Yeah. the yeah. manager at starbucks isn't 100 years old, old. She, yeah. she, she, she's in her 20s uh, it, it, these kids are in their 19 and, and 20 this is not getting better magically
0: well you know i think there are a lot of factors to that i think um one of the things is, I didn't realize how angry white America was with the fact that we had a black president. <laughs> um, if, if you had, I mean, some of the same people that I saw crying and carrying on in 2008 on uh, <laughs> the night of the election uh, apparently have, have reverted to going in a completely different path. Um, I think that on top of that, Donald Trump has done a great job with kind of. Uh, removing the sheet, pun intended. Right. Uh, re- removing the sheet from uh, who's racist, because now people can be acceptably racist. And uh, and and as a result, I mean, we're seeing folks that we thought were down with the cause or folks that we thought were on board with helping us. Uh, we're realizing that they, they aren't. Uh, everybody at the end of the day is really kind of self-serving. And the only people who can really be expected to fully understand or at least fully care about the situation there's gonna be other black people and even amongst them. Situations like the Starbucks thing where people rushed Uh out to buy Starbucks just to show that they do not maintain solidarity with understanding what happened to these two brothers in Philadelphia or caring about what happened to these two brothers because your your, your coffee, your caffeine is more important than
1: uh, black equality. Well, and let's talk about that for a second because I have to confess, you know, I, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, spaces I spend on, online and, you know, in and, and liberal spaces, um, in, you know, I live in Arizona, not a lot of brothers here. And I, you know, spend a lot of time with white folks and kind of giving them a hard time about, you know, their allyship and, you know, and being tough and, you know, sucking up Buttercup and, and all that. But you're right, though. You know, I'm a little disappointed in us. In dealing mm-hmm. with a number of these issues, um, because here's the bottom line: is that there are times in which we have uh, an opportunity to make an impact. I'll give you an example. I bet you in the South, um, brothers have to be forty, fifty percent of Waffle House um, b- business. I can believe that. I can believe that, right? It can, it's got to be a a a, a a a significant percentage, right? so right. for instance we had that incident not the shooting the, the police are not responsible for that but the arrest and and, and what should happen is is that no brothers in Alabama should be going to Waffle House anytime soon right. because here's the thing is even though the police are responsible for that arrest there it's not the Waffle House fault for the arrest the Waffle House has the power to talk to the police they're not going to talk right. to us but I bet you take away 40% of Waffle House's profits and see if they don't start having training for the police
0: they will and, be and, doing
1: a diversity training
0: and the funny part is it's not hard to do because it's not like i mean waffle house their food is okay thank you it's not like you don't have other options <laughs> thank <else>.
1: you <laughs> everything is a better option than waffle house right you could <laughs> do everything and that's what i mean it's like i understand what for instance, the nfl you know boycott in truth we never really stood a chance because we don't buy the things the nf really the nfl owners the only thing they really care about is the luxury box seats the TV uh, contract pays for almost all their expenses, etc., and they're looking for the live gate. And quite frankly, we can't afford the, you know, $400 uh, a, a ticket, you know, on, on the 50-yard line or more. So they weren't worried about our boycott, but they should worry about our Waffle House boycott because we could tear up some Waffle House. And so part of us is like, you know, getting ourselves together and saying, "Hey, we're going to do this and make the sacrifices." And it's not a big sacrifice, like you said, to give up. Waffle Island. It By the way, it's also not a big uh, sacrifice to give up goddamn Starbucks.
0: Oh, oh, uh, is that just starting? <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't know, I've given it up uh, since, um, what, uh, ever.
0: <laughs> I have never
1: enjoyed coffee enough to spend $6 a cup for it. Absolutely All right. Enough. If if I was spending $6 a cup, uh, it better be some liquor on the bottom of that cup.
0: <laughs> and in the
1: middle of it and on top
0: of it. The caramel licorchino. Thank you. <laughs> Well, you know, and I'll say this. I think that um, one of the other things that we see with with quasi-woke black people is they make jokes about all the things that we are listing out for boycott purposes. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think one of the things that would be helpful for us in moving forward is kind of streamlining like you just did the things that we primarily contribute um, to, to increasing that company's uh, ability to continue serving us crap. So, so I just think that we need to take a stand on certain things. And it's like if we can't get black people in and of itself to to say we want to be valued as people when we come into this establishment, um, then I, I don't see how we can ask anybody else to do that. You know, I,
1: well, I, 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 I I agree. I mean, you know, and it really starts, like I said, you know, with us. Now, part of the problem we have is that you know the ethos that was in the 60s is really amazing because you know what we do now is let's say for instance we have an incident mike brown etc we might be out there two or three days the the situation with freddie gray but um as you know the montgomery bus boycott was a year right you know we don't seem to have that kind of staying power we're moving on to a new new, new story think about it. we already moved on from starbucks we done with that and part of it is, our, and this is not just what black people. This is everybody. Our current mindset is so quick. Think about it, Stephon Clark. Our last podcast we talked about him. When was the last time you heard about Stefan? Mm. That was two weeks ago. We still we still haven't had a a, a report from the you know the uh, we had a report from the coroner. Turned out that he was shot in the back. We we don't have you know the we don't know if he's being the police officer being charged or not. The results of their investigation, we can be pretty sure they're not going to be but even though that situation is still in flux we've moved on because it's just sort of the mindset we have now which is like no no, no, I'm gonna do this for a couple of weeks and then the last thing I want to say and this has been something that's been bothering me for a long time black people um, if you go to a protest and uh, nobody gets arrested uh, nobody um, gets beat by the police or they have dogs kicked on them uh, you didn't go to a protest you were at a block party I went to a protest here in Arizona. Well, I'm not kidding. They were selling souvenirs. Wow! If you have a souvenir stand at your protest, uh, you got a block party. Right. If you're taking selfies with the cops, and, and giving out free hugs, uh, you got a block party.
0: It's a yeah. nice party. It's a
1: fun party. You know, I don't know how Dr. King did this, because he was Dr. King. But that idea that people were going to sacrifice—we couldn't give high class, you know, and not high class is not the right word for it. Well off, right, brothers, to sacrifice a, a bleeping cup of coffee for, for 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 the movement, and and Dr. King got people to give up uh, getting a ride to work for a um, year. Yeah.
0: This is the other thing I'll say, and and I think part of this comes from overall integration. So I think integration is a great thing, but there there are some negatives to it. I think integration presented people with a whole new set of options. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that we stopped doing was maintaining our own. So back when the civil rights movement came about uh, during segregation, We were forced to have our own places to eat and our own places to uh, go hang out and our own places to work. And the whole point of it was we were arguing the philosophy that it shouldn't be a black side of town and a white side of town. In theory, everything should be equal, particularly if it's receiving any kind of public funds. It should all be equally applied. It should all be equal quality. Uh, But I think what happened was it created this mindset where white was better, mm, right? Absolutely. And, and once people got an opportunity to partake in white establishments, then they neglected the black establishment. So I think a lot of the reasons why we don't have successful boycotts nowadays is because we don't even know what the black alternative to Starbucks
1: oh, is. Oh, absolutely. In, in most cities, there, there wouldn't be one, right? You have to mm-hmm. meet. But that's one, but here's the differences though. They didn't have a black bus line in Montgomery. Nice. They, they they did without, right? They ended right. up walking and working carpooling each other, you know, giving strangers a ride, you know. So one, you had to have a community which we don't have, where you know we 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 uh, and, and I tried to do that in Atlanta. Right after um the movie came out, uh, Black Panther, I was so excited mm-hmm. to go to Atlanta and you know do my my, my Black Panther salute and, and and you know and so I went to to the mall in Atlanta, all right, um, Lenox Square Mall, wherever. It has all the black people in it, nice shops. And I'm right. walking through there just like a kid in a candy store. Got my eyes are open wide. Ooh, the black people. And I'm trying to do the salute and, and, and talk and, and say hi to the strange black people. And, and they're looking at me uh, like um, they're talking to me very loudly and slowly. Why? Right. They're like, "Ooh, who let the special needs man out by himself?" Because <laughs> I'm sitting there just grinning, like I'm just so excited. And they're looking at me like I got, you know, like like I, I got cognitive deficits um because the idea that a black person be excited to see other black people is ridiculous in 20 you know in, in, in 2014 and, and so part of it is like you know you in a town like atlanta you know there isn't that solidarity with every black person anymore right. um which i do see however if, I, if i'm in you know montana boy that other brother and i we are roommates Right. <laughs> right we don't have to be staying in the same hotel we we gonna we gonna get a room together right I ain't met this brother but you know we gonna, I don't care if it's a single bed right we're gonna be together because we scared the hell of these white people we gonna stick together right but somehow you know you get a, we enough of us we suddenly, you know get too too comfortable with the idea and and so you're right and as far as the idea of the white being better of course it was because think about it white people weren't suing to get into our schools right right and so the implicitly the thought was oh yeah as soon as we get some equality we can get some of this whiteness up in here
0: Mm.
1: and um and so you know we got some work to do on our own now still for our for our our white fam uh we're not letting you off the hook all right you still you still need to help 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 us here um but you know we're gonna have to start getting i think a little stronger with each other and maybe the way we'll do it is kevin hart
0: kevin
1: Kevin hart uh is is getting a lot of stuff on black twitter now because uh he didn't come out against starbucks uh because apparently uh he trying to get the starbucks movie uh you know when he when come out
0: starbucks what i don't, I don't know, know if there's a movie lucky. or not
1: but if there is one you know kevin Hart to be in it he, he'll, he'll he'll do any damn thing <laughs> all right we had nothing, if we had the money he would do this podcast all right step kevin gonna do what, what, what <laughs> you got to check for him he gonna do it all right so he probably was hoping to be the next starbucks pitch man. And he wasn't gonna say nothing about the Philadelphia police. All uh, right, he needed to do the ball. They got a policeman ball. He can get get paid there. You know, Kevin Hart is getting his money, and he ain't gonna piss off any white people. And so part of it is, is I got maybe 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 it's time for we start getting a little solidarity and uh, black people say, hey, you know what? Uh, you can have uh, you can sell us out, but but uh, you can't come back.
0: Well, you know, and, and they got uh oh, what's the girl's name? Um. I was just looking, because it was somebody that was recommended that Kanye West was talking about. And I went to look this girl up. I want to say Vanessa Owens or something like that. And she is the new, like, this This girl is off the hook with her coonery. Like, <laughs> she, she took coonery. By, so the, the clip I saw, she was talking to a conservative Republican panel. And was yes. Asking, Candace right. Owens, I think is
1: her name, right? Candace
0: Owens. That's
1: Yes, crazy. I saw her too cooning up there. Man, she was cooning the screen up.
0: Oh my goodness. I don't want to live like a victim. I mean, none of you all were slaves, so none of you all need to be worried about what happened with slavery. You need to be focused on what's moving forward. I'm like, oh my God, you gonna say this to clapping white conservative people? Are you serious? So, and and Kanye supports her, Kanye, who also doesn't read books. Uh so huh. <laughs> <laughs> And, and it's just, you know, that those are the things that really bother me. It's like, why would you why would you cater to people who, you know, as soon as they don't need you anymore, they're going to do away with you. Like, if you don't believe me, ask Alan Key. Thank you. Ask Michael Steele. As Herman Cain, like when they don't need you anymore. Well you gone. You're gone. Well, no, you be the first to go. But
1: here's the thing: is you know, there's always a little coon. You know, there's always a, a you know, a, a, will be you know, a, a coon go fund me. You know, there's always a little money in the coon pot, right, to be able to get. And so she's you know coon of the month, and she'll get her little money, and then she, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll get rid of her just like they got rid of Diamond and Silk, right? Um, <laughs> you know, hopefully she get more than Diamond and Silk, silly butts. But the thing that you know that, that drives you crazy about it is, is you know, here's how I think about it is, if you can only talk to white people, uh, as, a, as a as a black person, um, y- y- you're doing it wrong, because that obviously means that uh, if black people don't want to hear from you in the same room with white people at the same time, um, that th- that means you obviously saying something that, that no black person can get behind, because we would normally give you the benefit of the doubt right and so you know if your stuff is that bad and obviously these white people only want you because they want you to say the stuff that they can't say
0: right
1: you know larry a guy named larry elder wrote a book a few years ago called a stupid black man now remember the stupid black man he wrote the book about none of us bought the book he he sold that to a bunch of white guys who wanted to say that black people were stupid but they can't say that they lose their jobs but right. they hire you know coon boy to right. say it for them.
0: I think that that's what hurts my heart worse than racism. Like you you would expect that somebody who shares situations with you and understands what you're going through wouldn't do things that are detrimental to the cause. Like you would just anticipate that. But historically we see time and time again it's always going to be one person, I guess they figure they're going against the grain. I don't know what it is, but there's always gonna be at least one person who's always gonna torpedo whatever it is that we've been trying to put together. Um, and I guess I shouldn't be mad because you think back to, you know, Jesus got sold out by his, <laughs> business, you know what
1: I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you think about it, what did the house Negro sell out the brothers in the field for? Some extra vittles? Right. There's always going to be somebody who's going to be opportunism or opportunist who, who's willing to take an extra, you know, a, a, a few extra um, bits of the pig right maybe 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 he he got you know uh, a few slices of bacon in addition to all that guts and and everything uh so that he was willing to to sell the rest of us out you know and so they're offering these 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 modern day house negroes a little bit of money 100 grand 200 grand right enough to to make it worth their while maybe 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 you know you can maybe make a, a, some real money um and so you know there's always going to be that and quite frankly you know there's probably much you know that's probably you know dealing on the periphery where we probably shouldn't worry about that i think i'm much worried about the brothers like you and me who say they're down for the cause who have the resources but but every time you see them that they got a starbucks or or, or you know the, uh 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 a 40 uh, 49 ers jersey that that's not Kaepernick
0: right, right,
1: because yeah. these brothers, you know, know better, should do better, and just simply say, Hey, you know what, I, I want my my comforts, so, and I get it, all right, but 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 you know what, man, especially not Starbucks. I can understand almost anything but that, but you know you should be cut that out just g- GP
0: <laughs> Starbucks, they got money in their name. It's already expensive as soon as you walk in.
1: Uh, you know, that, that's, I mean, think about it. You know, and and you realize that no one says, oh my God, their coffee is better than anybody else's. It's just their entire thing is we will charge you six bucks for a cup of coffee. And people are like, oh my God, I got to have that. They, who else would charge me six bucks? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. It used to be a real classy place to meet people to start up businesses, but I right know I won't be doing that anymore. <laughs> I used to get people in, you know, we'd come in, have our little one o'clock meeting, uh, be done by 2.15, just kind of lay out my business plan type of stuff, you know. I started a film company there. I started a writing
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: See? <laughs> and the problem is right, right now you don't now, need
1: to start a company, <laughs> so you can boycott, but you next time you're going to start a company, you'll be back there not my drinking the mochiatis.
0: Nah, I won't be starting at Starbucks. I have to find somewhere else, man. I have to find a Magic Johnson theater or something.
1: You know, McDonald's has never done us wrong. Uh go back to your roots. Uh to to to, 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 to I'm sure they kill most of us uh, through the food, but 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 at least um you don't hear about brothers getting arrested in the McDonald's.
0: Get the Martin Luther King special McChicken Sandwich. <laughs> On Thursday. They, that's that's the thing. The only issue I've had with McDonald's is just they go out of their way for for uh product placement in situations where I feel like it's just not appropriate. Like the rib sandwich always comes out the Tuesday after Martin Luther King Day. I don't understand what Martin Luther King and rib sandwiches got to do with each other. But that's just the way it works for some reason. Man, stop um, play
1: hating on the McRib. That is delicious. <laughs> it, it, you know, yeah, it, I haven't found any meat in it yet, but that's not the point. The point is, that is some delicious barbecue spam right there. And you <laughs> need to respect the McSpam. All right? Stop, stop, stop play hating. <laughs> or, or <laughs> you know, I tell you what, McDonald's did have for a while. And I don't know why they took them out. Because I don't know. They, they probably were scared of having too many black people. They used to have some real chicken wings. I don't mean a nugget stuff. And mm-hmm. I would go, I would go through there like, uh, like, like I was MC Hammer, <laughs> two or three times a day. Getting, uh, getting, getting, getting get, get those some good wings. I was set. I was setting back every black person, and and that was. So I, I apologize to black people. I apologize. Uh, if you look out the window, it's probably about 1983. That's probably my fault. I was getting all those uh, McDonald's uh, wings. So I'm sorry. But you know, get a flat top, you'd be fine.
0: Well. You know, I, I I don't like McDonald's. As a matter of fact, if there's anybody from McDonald's listening to the podcast, we love sponsorship. You know, I will wear McDonald's merchandise. <laughs> I, will, I will eat fries on camera.
1: Like, I, <laughs> no, let's be clear. I mean, not I mean, the I merchandise. Do. I will wear the goddamn, uh, the, not only the Ronald McDonald whole costume, I'll wear the Mayor McCheese. You put a big cheese burger <laughs> on my head if you need to.
0: <laughs> the Hamburglar. <laughs> the Hamburglar. <laughs> i'll be
1: grimace you put me in that big old that, that big old purple costume i don't care but we we're not, we're not we not we'll also do uh jack in a box burger king um what uh hardy's um you know uh white castle mm-hmm. black mm-hmm. castle I,
0: I can wear a, a red <laughs> red pink <laughs> tip <laughs> some freckles <laughs> You know what? I willing to pay. Tell me
1: what it costs. Yeah, I'll pay to get your butt in the Wendy's outfit. Uh, see, put, put the freckles on you. Uh, you send me a check. Or you send me an invoice later. Uh, it's, it's seriously, we won't. Um, but, but we're not doing Starbucks. We are not. We are not. We, we, we're putting a foot down. Kevin Hart won't do it, but we are doing it. Starbucks, we're not doing it. Well, unless the money's right. But even if the money's right, we, we will have to camouflages something else
0: i mean it really could be part of their reconciliation package you know. Like like <laughs> and i hope that the people listening will go ahead and add us on facebook at the brothers in law uh brothers in law or just follow us make sure you subscribe to the podcast make sure you leave some comments for thank us. you make sure you tell people about us uh put some stars on on itunes uh, if, if that's the platform that you're listening on, uh, you know, share it on Facebook. You know, we're we're not stingy about it. Just don't recreate it and try to change it. But yeah, share share it with people and let folks know. If you happen to work, uh, you know, I got friends that said Complex Magazine. I know this isn't a rap album, but still, you can put it on. <laughs> just stick it on somebody's track thirteen. Uh,
1: so <laughs> also, feel free. You want to get a tattoo, bumper sticker? Do you? All right we're we'll gonna start selling the merch next week right two weeks from now sometime we gonna get the merchandise
0: get some merch together and you know we could we can do if you call us and set us up or or email us or even go to the facebook page and let us know we can try to arrange some uh in-person uh visits we can do bar mitzvahs you know like, <laughs> we, we can do birthday parties it's not a big deal if you want your kid to be woke <laughs> 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 Start <laughs> early. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> nothing wrong with first year birthday party that's right have, have them in there we'll do a whole for, for the for the one-year-olds we'll do a whole thing
0: and the only cake we're gonna serve is chocolate <laughs> 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 hey
1: everybody thanks so much for being with us one more time one more again and we'll see you next time